All right, let's get busy. So much to address, so much time. Uh, And we have our panel assembled, good to go. Dan Moulton is a consultant at Crestview Strategy, a former advisor in the McGetty and Wynn governments here in the province. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Good, too. Thank you. Anthony Fury, Sun Post Media columnist and national comment editor. How's Anthony? I'm doing great, John. Good. And Dave Sparrow, national president of ACTOR. That's the Film and TV Actors Union here in Canada. He's also run federally for the NDP and municipally here in Toronto. You didn't file papers for this round, did you? I did not, John, uh, neither for the 25 seats nor the 47 seats. Okay, I was going to say, covering all your bases. Which, which one is it now? I, I, I keep losing track. It, it's changing by the hour. Yeah, I, I, I'm, like I'm listening good. to uh, uh, Global News Radio AM 640 to keep on top of that. <laughs> well, then you would have known because we had the uh, minister responsible for tabling the legislation. He explained it's going to 25. That's now uh, irretrievable, I guess, and uh, they're waiting for royal assent. It may come uh, sooner than later, depending on the nature of the filibuster that we can all anticipate. But here's my question, Dan, because, I mean, uh, working with the liberals here provincially, maybe, you know, some of your brethren and cistern are up there in Ottawa. Should Ottawa intervene to prevent this? I mean, there is that facility. They could do it. Justin Trudeau has signaled that he wouldn't. Would it be the right move to make? No, it absolutely wouldn't. And they they shouldn't in this circumstance. Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, The power of disallowance that you're referring to in the Constitution is... I mean, by convention, largely dead. Uh, But at the same time, I think we also had a convention in this country that you didn't use the notwithstanding clause to dismiss uh, speeding tickets. Uh, And really, that's what uh, Doug Ford's done uh, this week, is decide to uh, invoke the constitutional nuclear bomb and uh, just go way over the top in this decision. Uh, So So it's frivolous. You're saying his use of it is frivolous. Oh, certainly. I mean, uh, there's no question. Uh, This is meant to be used in the most extreme circumstances, moments of extraordinary national security crises, uh, extraordinary uh, decisions from the court that are core uh, to our uh, the fundamentals of our society. Uh, He's decided to use it for a piece of frivolous legislation uh, that uh, you know it shouldn't have been used for. What about uh, a dysfunctional city uh, can't get housing addressed? Uh, Transit is also languishing now for I don't know thirty plus years. That's Uh, an essential debate, John, and one that we ought to have. But invoking uh the the, uh, the, the Section 33 of the Charter uh, to overturn a judicial ruling and attack legal process uh, is absolutely not justified in this circumstance. All right, but the debate is interminable down there at City Hall. Anthony, how do you feel about it? I mean, uh, doing this to expedite these certain files, that's what the minister told me last hour. That was the principle behind it. Agree or disagree? I don't think that's the main reason they're invoking it. The main reason they're invoking it, John, is because Doug Ford remembers what happened to his brother, how they said from day one they're going to trip him up with every legal trick they can find, every abusive process, and they did. Rob was removed from office for a few months. There are eight lawsuits now, if you had the Greenpeace in, eight serious lawsuits. That's going to frame the narrative, John. That's going to be what we could be talking about. Uh, Doug Ford's going to have to be responding to it. Take those eight lawsuits together. That's like a a Mueller investigation. That's going to take up all the oxygen. So this right now, I I completely agree with Dan. It's it's, uh, disproportionate to use the notwithstanding clause for this issue. But it is a shot across the bow to say, I'm not putting up with any of this. You are not at all going to stop my agenda. I'm fully within my right to do it. And he's going to use every toolbook that he legally has to do it. And I support him for that. 
All right, and so uh, activist judges or obstructionism, does that justify, in your mind, Dave Sparrow, uh, invoking the notwithstanding clause? It, it doesn't, and uh, the notwithstanding clause, as has been said, wasn't designed for um, this kind of use. But furthermore, I think a lot of this comes down to the kind of uh, rhetoric and framing that we, we put on things. So to pretend that the city is going to be fixed and that everything's going to work out tickety-boo because we uh, reduce uh, by 22 councillors is a fallacy right from the get-go. To pretend that we haven't put any subways in in the last 30 years when we have a subway all the way to Vaughan now and we've got an Eglinton LRT already dug, shovels have been in the groundwork has been done. To suggest that this is an activist judge, you know, our, our judges are, in many respects, um, they're better educated, they have better resumes than the people who sit in our legislatures and houses of commons and, and, and uh, councils in Canada, because those people are commoners, just like me. Mm. They're commoners just like all of us. That's why they call it the House of Commons. But the judges we hold to a higher standard, and I think when they come down uh, with a ruling, uh, it can be folly to uh, work against that. Uh, but, but John, that's the problem. This ruling, a lot of experts have weighed in, and even people who have previously been contractors for the federal liberal government have said this is a sketchy ruling that this one lone judge did lots of odd things in there musing on issues waxing hypothetical the crickets gag and and it's generally agreed upon and of course this is why you can say maybe you don't need the notwithstanding clause that a a trio of judges on appeals is not they're gonna knock this thing down so but to david's point that's why i think you want to fight back against this stuff when you see judges that we should hold him to a high standard. He hasn't held himself but Anthony, to a higher standard. It, it's, it's, it's almost like a party gag, this but, ruling, John. And I agree with you, Anthony. I don't think it's the best ruling either, but there's a process uh, for appealing that ruling that the premier should avail himself of, and which apparently he announced he would avail himself of. They'll, they will appeal the Superior Court ruling to the Court of Appeal. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I, I do not, as I said a few weeks ago on this show, I didn't think that the Superior Court ruled the way they did because there's very little constitutional merit. Right. There's very little expectation that an appeal court would uphold that ruling. And certainly, like, not a snowball's chance of heck that the Superior, the Supreme Court would uphold that ruling. And so if the Premier has a problem with the ruling, he should appeal it through the judicial system in the process outlined at the core of our liberal democracy. He should not be using the notwithstanding clause. And it's a timeline issue, John, because we, we all know mm-hmm. that the next municipal election will be after the next provincial election. Doug Ford could lose the next provincial election. So even if he brings this law in six months from now, it could never actually come into effect. And I guess he's serious about this law. So this is his one shot. Yeah, but that's not a good enough reason. I mean, like fundamentally, that's no. not a good enough reason. This it, it, that All that does is demonstrate how rushed this was in the first place. That well, he should it dies never in introduce this legislation in the middle of it, an election. It, well, it dies in five years. To your point on appeal, uh, yes, they are appealing. They're also seeking a stay uh, as well as invoking the notwithstanding clause. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of a blunderbuss approach (laughs) to get this done. Absolutely. They're pushing it through. And, you know, rarely do I stand on the political side with Brian Mulroney, Bill Davis, Art Eggleton, and others. But uh, the number of uh, conservatives and progressive conservatives and former leaders who have come out and said this is the wrong thing to do. uh, These are people we had um, trust in over the years. And uh, to imagine that the new premier suddenly has um, all the goods and the light and we're supposed to just go... Yes, no, I, uh, I think it's, it's right. worse than that. It's it's the the sort of bravado that he's doing this with. Sure. He swaggered up to the podium the other day and acted like this was well within his rights because he'd won a majority government. But let me just pick up on the point that Anthony made, and I know uh, you wrote about it in a recent piece in the Sun. You know, when David, you talk about uh, you know the uh, elder statesman of the conservative wing of politics here. You know, whether it's Brian Mulroney or Bill Davis, and uh, you've had the mayor, Mayor Crombie, weighing in as well as Art Eggleton. 
but that was of a different time and place. I'm, I'm seeing increasing obstructionism now as the modus operandi of the left. And to your point, maybe Doug Ford has recognized it because he's seen the movie before with his own brother. And uh, as well, you can see it. It's become more vociferous. And uh, there may have to be something done to circumvent all of this nonsense otherwise we'll be in a perpetual state of stasis and john the problem i've I've looked at some of these other lawsuits i mean they're not you know you don't have the documents but they they look pretty frivolous you know obviously campaign heavily to get rid of cap and trade the greenpeace one seems frivolous the sex ed stuff whatever you think about it maybe you want to campaign against ford vote the bums out but it is not a reason to go to court and yet sam hammond thinks they have a charter rights injunction so sam hammond's citing the the greenpeace thing you can't notwithstanding closet but the sam hammond thing you can notwithstand standing closet and he should know that this is a bogus argument. So, all right, if Doug Ford were to invoke it six or seven more times before <laughs> Christmas, would you be okay with that? Or if he, well, well, he made it, it again? It, it takes two to tango. So I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with it, but I'm not okay with the original sin that created the atmosphere that, that would bring him to do it. Yeah, but there's a process for that, right? I mean, we have a judicial system that makes decisions on that. We can sit around here and say, ah, the Greenpeace uh, lawsuit's frivolous. Sam Hammond's lawsuit is frivolous. Yeah, and I, you know what? In some cases, I completely agree with you. I think the city's lawsuit in the first place was frivolous. And they However, know it's frivolous, co- so they want to hold them up. There's a process, Anthony. There's a, there's a court process where there, there's a ruling from a judge that makes that decision. Not you or I sitting here. It comes through the courts. And Doug Ford should have a heck of a lot more respect than he seems to for the well, courts. And court, it's, it's true. And, and, you know, the Constitution, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the Human Rights Code, these are the rules that we as a society have chosen to live by. And they serve as a check and a balance against uh, government. Um, and it's another tool for the people to use is we can go to the courts, we can go to the Supreme Court, get a ruling. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of things, a lot of decisions about how we live in society in terms of, say, gay rights and marriage rights and, and abortion rights and all these things so have, lawfare have been becomes a in. tactic it it, it it becomes a necessary step and a part of the process when you're initially ruled against by elected officials um, then as a as a citizen as a, as a group in in uh, Canada you have the right to go to but the am courts I right to and say appeal that. that this had never happened back in the days of Brian Mulroney or the Bill Davis's uh, you know it probably started with Mike Harris because this seems like it's you know eerily familiar to a lot of us you know the uh, protests on the south lawn at Queens Park and all the the rabble-rousing and so on and so forth, it seems like that becomes the uh, end in and of itself, just bollocks the works up and nothing gets done. No works, no work gets done. So well, let's not diminish that there, are, there is a check on the power of the majority, right? And it is our, our legal system. And there is a right for citizens and groups to take matters to the court and check the power of the majority uh, against the Constitution. Those are the rules of our society, the rules of our government. And that check is an essential part of our liberal democracy. It protects all of our rights, individuals uh, and citizens. And all right, so but the Charter to, of Rights itself contains this Section 33 notwithstanding clause, so he's invoking a right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? He's not invoking a right. He's in, in, invoking a, a valve that's meant to be uh, a backstop on uh, the courts that's meant to give parliamentary supremacy uh, its rightful check as well. And I and I agree with that. However, uh, it's also meant to be used in the most extreme of circumstances, uh-huh. not just to be thrown around willy-nilly. And well, that's you know what, what he's doing here. But I believe been, we are in that extreme circumstance. So how, though? 
In what way is whether or not city council has 47 it's or 25? It's not that issue, though. The, the, the way I was teeing it up, the fact that we have this lineup of lawsuits that want to engage in lawfares, as John said, and that's the extraordinary circumstance, this sort of uh, semi-organized obstructionism. No, that's, that's, a, that's a fundamental part of how our system works. That's not a, that's not a crisis. A crisis is uh, external threat. And a crisis is some sort of uh, ruling that's so fundamentally opposed to the will of our democracy that it deserves check. And this is not that. This is whether or not the council has 47 seven or 25 councillors. That's, that's not a good enough reason. Abuse by process, when it adds up, calls into question the whole integrity of the system. Let's come back in a moment. Uh, very interesting discussion. There are more topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Dan Moulton, Anthony Fury, Dave Sparrow, here on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That person in there might use the word democracy. He doesn't understand what it means. I think it's appalling. One of the reasons we've called the council together is so that we can hear from our city solicitor, who I met with again yesterday, about what options might exist. And I think they are probably few and far between. I've asked the leader of the opposition to come to order. 